Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox back with Greg Greenberg for our final episode of our series, Effing Argentina, not the book, uh, because the book had 11 stories, and this is episode 12 in our series. But I thought it'd be fun to maybe sit down with Greg and talk to him about his writing of the book, um, if he has any favorite stories, some of the key themes, and uh, just... uh, Wrap up our series. The wrap up episode, right, Tom? This is this is the cathartic wrap up episode where it all comes together for all of us, right? The cathartic episode. I think you've just named the title of this episode. Uh, <laughs> so, Greg, let me start off with uh, in kind of reviewing everything for this podcast. It really struck me uh, there was a couple of themes. Uh, one was the women in your life, uh, mother, wife, uh, spouse. BFF, uh, lots of different women and how much they really keep us on the straight and narrow uh, as as men, no matter what our age is. Uh, The second theme was you really seem to to go uh, have the the breadth and scope of the New York experience from uh, Billy Joel in Long Island to what I would say is Forest Hills, uh, although it's the U.S. Open, um, to the New Jersey Turnpike you know, walking your kid to school, to dinners, uh, to parent-teacher nights, and it's really as as broad as you can get. Uh, so with that kind of introduction, I wanted to maybe ask you, I know you've written a lot in your professional career, and you write personally uh, as well. This one's, this book seemed to be a little bit different than the things I've known you to write, screenplays or, or other works. What was it like in kind of the writing experience? Because it was so much fun to read. Well, I'm really I'm glad that, that you enjoyed it. Uh, and as we discussed before, uh, this book came out of COVID. So generally, as you said, I write plays or screenplays, and it's an entirely different format and form of writing. But I was writing some some plays during COVID, and I'm like, these plays may never be produced, because at the time, who knew whether or not they'd open up theaters in New York in the ensuing months that they did, and I had a show go up, which was a whole lot of fun. But at the time, I'm like, you know something, let me write some short stories and see if I can get them published. And some of the stories were getting published on websites. So I ended up putting it up into into one one book. And it's not easy getting a book published uh, nowadays or I guess or ever. So I published it myself. It ended up being a really gratifying, rewarding experience. So for anyone out there who says, you know, I don't know if I can publish a book. Yes, you can. If I can do it, you certainly can do it. With regard to some of your other points is with regard to uh, there's a lot of strong, powerful women who keep me in line. Yeah, very, very much so. And it's one of those things where I don't think you realize it until you're uh, in your later in life as, as, a, as a man that how clueless you were when you were a young man. Uh, and then with regard to the fact that this is a very New York experience, is I'm very much a New Yorker. And I love the middle of the country, but I tend to fly over it a lot. And actually, I, I tend to avoid leaving Manhattan in, uh, as a rule just because uh, once you leave Manhattan, it's hard to get back because of the traffic at all the bridges and tunnels. So I've had a whole lot of fun thinking over the book with you over this series of, of podcasts, Tom. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll write a, another one. I'm not sure. This is effing Argentina. Maybe it'll be effing Helsinki or, or effing Singapore. I'm not sure what I'm going to F next, but this has been a whole lot of fun with you. And, uh, you know, I really left out a couple of different things, which was uh, you go from sports to popular culture to the mundane of the parent-teacher night or the, or the parent night at school to couples. Uh, and then the other thing was the um, you actually have a story 
effing Argentina, which I think draws upon your uh, financial reporter background. And you really captured uh, from my legal and, and financial perspective, what is effing Argentina? And you turned that into a story as well. Well, just as a reminder for folks, that you know, the idea behind effing Argentina, the, one of the first stories uh, was the fact that I kept reading the Wall Street Journal during the COVID months, and it was uh, it was all about how the nation of Argentina owned the big financial firm BlackRock money, and BlackRock was complaining, and I and I anthropomorphized it and turned it into a little story about what would happen if the nation of Argentina owed you personally money or me personally money, and they knocked on your door and said, "Hey, can I borrow five hundred billion or something to that effect?" So that's how the whole thing really came about. And after I wrote that story, I was like, you know something? Let me write some other stories about exasperation. So I stayed on a theme of exasperation. And I thought maybe that'll be my thing. Like Rodney Dangerfield has respect uh, so I can have exasperation. And and that kept me uh, focused. So I know the stories are all over the place from Officer Krupke and Schubert Alley about theater to back to school night to all these different things about New York and, uh, you know, very... Woody Allen-esque Jewish parenting, etc. Maybe I shouldn't say Woody Allen and parenting in the same sentence, but very uh, a Woody Allen-type view of New York City. Uh, but it really does all revolve around the theme of exasperation. And that's a, that's some, a theme that I think a lot of people can, can recognize and appreciate, especially now when we're, we may be going back into more lockdown. It's just been a very exasperating time, exasperating time for everybody. So hopefully they got a little bit out of that as well. The other thing I I really felt like, Greg, is I've known you for a few years now. And uh, one, when I read the the stories, I could actually hear you reading them so I could hear your voice. But I I could also see your smile. And it seemed like to me that you had fun writing it. Some of the tales were truly exasperating tales, uh, Schubert Alley. But um, the one uh, where you walked your daughter to school and uh, ran into the dog, and your signature line, she has her mother's cheeks. I could just see, actually see you saying that. Uh, and it's the yeah. perfect line. <laughs> well, well, thank you. Yeah, you know, it's, what's the, what's the, le mojou, as they say in, in, in French, right, in French. But um, maybe you didn't see me smile. Maybe you saw me smirk. Maybe maybe that's what you saw. But it, I really did enjoy uh, enjoy writing this, and, and maybe if I really get some some energy back, you know, in 2022, Maybe if we go into a big lockdown again, heaven forbid, I'll, I'll come out with the next episode of Exasperating Stories. But I'm glad that you were able to, to see how much fun I was having in short stories. And in short stories, there's generally a twist. And I'm glad that you enjoyed the twist that I was able to provide. So I'm going to have to put you on the spot, though. Uh, I know you're a dad, and I know you have more than one child, and I know you have all your children the same. But uh, when it comes to effing Argentina... Do you love all of the chapters the same, or do you have some personal favorites? Hmm. I mean, let me check out the table. It's such a slim volume, but it says so much in it. As, as uh, you know, I, I really do like them all. I think they show lots of different sides of me, and uh, which which I appreciate. And hopefully, the, the reader does as well. But you know, I do think that the effing Argentina. Maybe maybe that one would be uh, maybe not my favorite, but I have an especial fondness for that one just because. That was the one that really kicked off the whole idea of me writing this this book. Well, I have to say, and I probably have said it several times, that Officer Krupke is is my favorite uh, because I 
still find him to be one of the most beloved characters in all of musical theater, and you've uh, even brought it forward because we have a new version of West Side Story coming out by uh, Steven Spielberg, and of course, over the weekend, the passing of uh, Steven Sondheim. Uh, if not, uh, that's a great, that's a great story as well, and I think that's one of the things that people out there, if you're thinking about writing, whether it be a play or a screenplay or a book of short stories, is Try and find something you know small and specific that other people haven't looked for, and, th- and that's a great place to start for uh, for your own project. And th- that's the best advice I can give aspiring writers. You know, try and try and as wh- who was the baseball player? We Willie Killer said, try and hit them where they ain't. You know, go to a place where no one's been before. No one has ever thought about really writing a, a big story about Officer or a small story about Officer Krupke. So this is a wide open lane for you. And the, uh, I guess my other personal favorite, because uh, I, I can't count the number of times I lived through it, was uh, being on the New Jersey Turnpike. And Yes, travel, traveling with your kids on Thanksgiving or any holiday takes a lot out of a parent. And so I'm glad you enjoyed. And, and you were able to relate to that one because I know you're driving Texas where they have those big highways. And it's, it's, it's the same being caught in traffic with your kids in Texas as being caught in, in traffic uh, on the New Jersey Turnpike going from New York to D.C. Actually, uh, I had a very different take on that story because I thought, saw it through the eyes of your sons. And uh, I didn't really uh, focus on it as a parent, although a little bit when you uh, had your wife calm you down. Uh, but I really uh, remembered those trips as the kid. And they'd never have Dr. Pepper. Uh, <laughs> they never have Dr. Pepper. And no matter how, I just, how many I times. I remember my dad on those, on those trips, my dad going, well, you got to shut up back there, turn around and hitting us like that. Yep. Yep. And I never got the food I wanted because they always fouled up the order on the drive through It didn't matter what I said. So I really, I enjoyed that story from the perspective of the backseat, uh, not the parent. Although at the end, when uh, your wife uh, does get, uh, get you some French fries at least. And a little bit calmed down. So uh, I really enjoyed that one as well. The one that uh, really struck me that uh, exasperated you the most, it seemed at me reading it, was uh, Billy Joel. And uh, it just every word in that story <laughs> oozed. It was venomous. <laughs> venomous. It was venomous. Exasperation with Billy Joel. Well, just to, you know, as, as you know, and, and, and some of the listeners know, is that. Once again, I grew up in Hicksville, Long Island, which is the town where Billy Joel's from. So I was force-fed Billy Joel. I had to listen to him in elementary school, in chorus, at the mall, every, on the radio, WBAB, uh, during summer's home at the beach, that you just could not get enough Billy Joel on Long Island. So it was it was like in Clockwork Orange when they made Alexander watch those movies. You know, He just began to abhor the violence. And that's just me with Billy Joel. But I'm glad you're able to, to get that from that story. So, uh, which are your favorites? So, you know, you know, as I said, I, I do, I do really like the, the, uh, effing Argentina itself so much that I made it the title and maybe, you know, once again, maybe if I, if I get some energy in 2022, I'll, I'll, I'll effing something else. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, a couple of thoughts on the women. And I talked about the, um, Drive on the New Jersey Turnpike, where, as always, mom is the one that keeps everyone together, both dad and sons. Uh, but also uh, uh, the uh, the greatest line, and I have to go to the screen here, 
because it comes from Mal Odor, where the narrator says, quote, boys will be boys, or as my mother used to say, morons till marriage. And I will have to say, of all of the lines in your book, not only did that resonate the most with me, it resonated the most with every woman I told that line to. So I think uh, you really uh, may, may want to consider trademarking that line because it's so great. Uh, well, I'm, I, we can add that one to Bartlett's. It'll maybe, maybe it'll squeeze into Bartlett's after I, I pass away and people realize the true genius of this. You know, it'll be like, uh, you know, Winesburg, Ohio. I forgot who wrote that off the top of my head. Sherwood Anderson. Sherwood Anderson. Yes. Uh, this, this, is my, this is my answer to Sherwood. But there's also another version of everyone's mother in Panic in Schubert Alley. Uh, because we've all seen our moms panic. And I would have to say, upon reflection, losing the pocketbook is right up there at the top. And it doesn't matter where it's misplaced. It doesn't matter how it's misplaced. Uh, it's usually the boy or the husband's fault, no matter what. And they always have to find it. So, uh, you know, that one seemed to be pretty autobiographical, too. But it shows that, you know, our mothers, as God bless them all, uh, when they lose their pocketbook, some <laughs> logic goes out the window. Yes, that story is uh, it's certainly autobiographical. When my mom would, would misplace her pocketbook, frankly, as, as I say in the story, it's like there's a nuclear bomb going to be set off in, in 10 seconds or until, until that pocketbook gets found. And I still don't even know what's in there, but all I know is that if she doesn't get that pocketbook back, there's bad things coming. So uh, I'm glad you enjoyed that one as well. Uh, you know, with my mother, it was always something less than $5 in her pocketbook, so it wasn't money. It was something else. And bobby, bobby pins and rain ponchos and, you know, and maybe, maybe some, you know, some charms, candy, who knows? Well, and, and I was uh, forcefully communicated to me that you never looked in a woman's pocketbook. And even to this day, I asked my wife's permission, can I look in your, in your handbag? So, uh, yeah, I don't know what's in there. Uh, it's the, one of those secret things that only the women clubs know. So uh, maybe that explains it all. I think so. I think I think you have your you nailed that one, Tommy. <laughs> so what uh, you know, why exasperation? You talked a little bit about, you know, Rodney Dangerfield and respect. Are these just things that have kind of built up and you finally had a place during the pandemic where you could sit down and explore them a little bit? Well, I think it's it's a great question. And I think once again, when you when you're writing uh, something, it, it helps to have focus. So I thought of the things which really uh, frustrated me, irritated me, exasperated me in my life. And I would use that as a starting point to get into the story. And, um, you know, otherwise, you know, it's all going to fly everywhere. So, I mean, it, in, and for branding purposes as well. So I can keep going along these lines of exasperation for the next one. Well, Greg, this has been a considering it sold millions and millions of copies and, and you're finding it at every, uh, every newsstand all over the country. Well, I have noticed an uptick uh, in publicity about it since we started our podcast series, so uh, our video pod series. So I think you're on to something. So for, hope so for anyone who hasn't bought the book, we're begging you this holiday <laughs> season. Please, Greg needs all the royalties he can get. Yes, makes a wonderful Hanukkah or Christmas gift. There you go. It, it's uh, multi-denominational. 
So, Greg, this has uh, been a great series. I've had a ton of fun doing it. I feel like I've got some insights into you. Uh, but more importantly, I, I feel like I was sitting across from you, and you were telling me a story in, in every episode. Well, Tom, once again, thank you for hosting this. I mean, you run such a fantastic podcast network, uh, so organized, uh, and, and these these are produced so well. I know, and I know I'm only one of however many you do. It might be like 40 at this juncture. So, you know, I, I'm very excited to come up with the next idea so we can do this again. So my, my tip my hat to you for, for putting this thing out there. And I really do appreciate you enjoying and helping to promote the book.